Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Tony from the Red Beard Podcast, and I'm wicked excited because it's freaking Friday, man. Yo, so uh, just to give you guys a heads up, Cooley is not with us because uh, he died. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> no, nah, he didn't die. Wow, that's messed up, friend. Um, but no, nah, he's alive, man. But he's still recovering. You know, he's gonna wean himself off the oxy. So uh, we figured we'd give him a rest. But uh, we got some good stuff on the docket for you. Um, so we're gonna talk about solo and uh, why that's doing so good. Not. Uh, also, Roseanne said some messed up shit. Keanu's got some interesting news going on. Some deals made with Netflix. And uh, if you guys were wondering what's going on with Bill and Ted, well, we got some news for you on that. Uh, and then also some big news regarding Andrew Lincoln and his fate on the walking dead and, uh, how the season nine is going to go as well as seasons to follow. So, uh, if you want to hear more about what I'm talking about, stick around. podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes yo what's going on guys welcome to the red bear podcast i got jim rock and ren with me tonight hello tony how are you i'm great waving hello ren hello what is gucci not a whole lot (laughs) i do not know how to respond (laughs) (laughs) i'm not I'm not down with that lingo. That, oh, that makes it sound even worse. No, it does. Worse. It does. It's so hey, much worse. Here's, so here's a quick question. Since Cooley was all messed up last week, yeah. does that open it up to the opportunity of any other one of us like just doing drugs on uh, the podcast? Dude, if you are going to be uh, affected by some drug or <laughs> whatever, man... I don't care because I'm just going to, it's going to be all recorded in audio and that's all that matters. So go for it. Sweet. I'm looking for that good shit. The serotonin. That when gu- is it my turn? That Gucci shit. Just going to do a ton of ambient and then do the podcast like Roseanne <laughs> or just tweet some weird shit. Yeah. Oh my God. But uh, yeah, no, man. Cooley is not with us this week, which is a bummer. Um, he actually, you know, gave us his, his blessing to do the podcast without him because Listen, man, when you have surgery on your foot that's that invasive, uh, you're in a lot of pain and you got to take the good stuff to actually feel better. And, Ren, you're doing some serious fire marshal bill face right now and it's really oh, yeah. freaking me out. That's what I can do. Get well um, soon, Cooley's foot. Get well soon. Yeah, Cooley. get well soon, bro. We, we can't wait to have you back next week. Um, with that being said, there is a lot of good stuff going on right now, but. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk uh, just me as a solo person about this. That no. was a really bad that way to stupid. do that. It was, was dumb. A dad joke. It was a wicked bad dad joke. It's so bad that I'm going to. That's what just happened. But listen, solo came out in theaters, uh, not doing anywhere as well as Disney had expected it to do. Like I said, like you mentioned, um, <laughs> I got to be honest with you guys. I was a little surprised about this because look. A lot of people don't care for the actor that's playing solo. That's been voiced. It's been very voiced that nobody gives a shit. Um, 
but I, I was very surprised that it did this bad. Um, I figured being a Disney movie, being a Star Wars related movie, it would do, it would make some money. People are going to want to check it out because it's Star Wars. But I think this is the first movie since The Force Awakens where it's actually done this bad. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, what do you guys think about this? You're not surprised. I know no. you're not. No. Remember Rogue One? That was kind of garbage. I did not enjoy that. And so many people were like, it was fun. It was fun. If you But it s- did well in theaters. Yeah. But it was like the first time I was like, Disney's just trying to get all kinds of weird money by putting these out. It's not really relevant to the storyline. A lot of the like jerk off Star Wars fanboys were like, it's fun to see this part of the story though. And I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> but like, that voice. yeah, that was it's, great. It was just like, let's try and get more money from the stupid fuckboy Star Wars fans. And I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was stupid. I didn't even spend real money on it. I waited till it was in net, like on my Netflix. And I watched yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Because I remember you didn't watch Rogue One until yeah, it was free. I watched it naked in bed with cookies. And I still didn't enjoy it. It was so garbage. <laughs> with cookies. That's <laughs> with the cookies. best. Yeah. There and you go. Solo, I was like, the kid's face is bad. You can't have marketing with this terrible. He looks like a Family Guy character. His jaw is so ridiculous. It looks like Seth MacFarlane drew it. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know the. But it's it's funny because it's fucked up, but true. Yeah, the guy in the wheelchair, or and like Quagmire, it's his chin and his chin combined. It's fucked up, but. Like can only- I just can I just say one thing? Yeah. I think the funny thing about you is that when you hate movies, it's always about somebody's physical appearance. Like you, I hate his face. Because I hate Jessica Jones. Mood. What do you mean though? Because if you have to look at a stupid face the whole time, you're like, I can't enjoy this. But like, oh, but you're not. Oh, that's awful. Because what if it's a really good movie, but like you just don't like the guy's jawline? Is Solo you're done? Not a good movie. No, it's you haven't just- even seen it. <laughs> I uh, pirated it. So. Oh shit! All right, damn. So, so you, fuck you. So did you, you really? Did see it. Yeah. You it's did watch good. it. It's not good. It's not good. It's quote unquote fun. It is a solid six out of ten. And that's the, a better rating than I thought you were going to give it. The six is only because of uh, what's his name there, childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Yeah. He was a great Lando. Like he okay. was a saving grace and like made it enjoyable to watch. But other than that, you're like, this is a shit show. Damn, man. You yeah. I, a 6 out of 10, though. I thought you were going to be like under a 5 at least. No, it's just because he saved it. Like, Amelia Clark's in it, and you're like, I don't even remember her being in it. All right, so she wasn't good, though? Like, I thought she would at least be somewhat of a strong character. She's not a strong character. She's a character. So, but did she bring anything to the film? Like, legit, yeah, though. Like, she, she brought something to the film, but you're like, this could have been cast by anybody and done just as okay. Okay, what about Woody Harrelson? <laughs> For well, real. What is your opinion of him in I'm the movie? A, I'm a Woody Harrelson fan. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he's actually done some good work recently. So I, I was interested to see how he was going to perform as somebody in Solo in the Star Wars universe. He's quote unquote fun. Like he's another saving grace for sure. All right. Like I don't expect him to have like a friggin', you know, Jared Leto uh, performance, <laughs> you know, in what what the hell was the name of that movie, dude? Uh, Suicide Squad. No, not the, the movie where he lost all the weight for him was uh, he played a woman. What the hell's the name of it? The, the movie with Matthew McConaughey. Where he played a woman? Well, no, it was a, it was a. It was a. Uh, Are you talking about Dallas Buyers? Yeah. Club? Thank you. It was a. Yeah, but <laughs> he wasn't. A, he didn't play no, a woman. A woman I, I didn't want. Uh, Okay, so but at one but in one point he was dressed 
and looked exactly like a woman. He looked very much like a woman. But regardless, my point is, is that Jared Leto, that was a breakout Academy Award winning performance. I'm not expecting Woody Harrelson to win an Academy Award for Star Wars, like solo. But I'm just saying, like, did he do a good job? You know what I'm saying? Or was it just, you said it's fun, but on, you get what I'm saying? Right. Like, was well, he good? He's, he's getting paid to do a good job. So like, he better bring it regardless. But like, yeah, he was as good as you can be for like a movie that's not well written from the start. Oh, so you don't think it was well written? No. Okay. Like it was, it was just like. Okay. Take the main guy out of it. The guy that you despise. Yeah, if I took the main with guy that, out of it. Would it be a better movie? No, because it just feels like somebody's fan fiction that they were like, LOL, let's make a whole movie about this. It doesn't feel... So it's like a Star Wars book that you could have bought at like Nordstrom or Yeah, whatever. it's like, Not you know, Nordstrom, fucking sad... Barnes and Noble. I don't know why I said Nordstrom. Yeah, like growing up, my grandmother kept all of her kids' things. So like my creepy, sad uncle who loves Star Trek had like every single novelization of Star Trek. Right. It felt like one of those books. One of those books. books. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I will say this. I read this article on The Wrap about, um, you know, uh, this movie's outcome. Mm -hmm. This was pretty, this blew my mind. Uh, And this is basically the first paragraph. So, after posting a worse opening weekend than Justice League, holy (laughs) shit. Right there, it blew my mind. Right there, I was done. But, uh, so, after uh, posting a worse opening weekend than Justice League and nearly every Star Wars film released since turn of the century... Things are about to get even worse for Solo A Star Wars Story as it faces its second weekend in theaters. The spinoff made just $143 million, wow, worldwide on its opening weekend. Less than half of the $290 million global opening made by the last Star Wars anthology film, Rogue One. The overseas markets that pushed the last three Star Wars releases to more than $1 billion worldwide are simply not showing up to this Han Solo origin story. And that means the film might not even reach the half billion mark. That is bad news for Disney because they put way more into this movie than they're getting back, you know? And, and I got to be honest, like I voiced my opinions about the main actor a couple episodes back as somebody who can understand what it's like. I mean, look, I can't understand what it's like to be cast in a movie like that, but I know when you're cast in a movie in general, you are so psyched, right? And this guy has got one of the biggest roles of his career. And to know Probably that the, the movie last is doing this badly, my heart goes out to the guy. It does. But I also, it sucks for Disney too. Like, this is a flop. Like, that's bad. This is so bad. That's honestly their fault though. Like, what are you supposed to do when you hire like a C-rate actor in this main role? Like, you have to hire an A actor to try and even get any kind of hype behind this thing because right. you can't go like, oh, this beloved character who's been the same actor forever. Oh, we're going to bring in some other dude who doesn't look the part. Like even putting aside his crazy jaw and the fact he looks 50 when he's like early 30s, <laughs> like he he just doesn't look the part at all. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And I'll admit that finally. The, his speech, everything, it just didn't fit. So it felt like some crazy weird billionaire was like, I want to be Han Solo and I'm going to make a movie about it. And you're like, <laughs> it's creepy as shit. It's creepy as shit. Like it felt weird. It felt wrong. Yeah. It didn't feel organic and flowing at all. It was just like, oh, Yikes a million. This is cringeworthy. <laughs> do we Some honestly, dude said that exactly. Yeah. Do we honestly believe, though, that 
this is going to derail Disney at all in no. future well, no. Star Wars? D- D- Disney isn't derailed because they have Disney D- money. Because Star Wars is a juggernaut, and people are going to see Star Wars. I think we knew that this movie was kind of doomed from the beginning. Oh, for sure. Because there wasn't really hype about it. It was just all downer like conversations. I, I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like there was a lot of hype about it, but I feel like it just didn't pan out. Like like people were like, Solo, what about Solo, 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 Solo? Everybody was talking about Solo, but no one went to friggin' see it. But, but you know what I'm were saying? we though? I feel like right from the get-go, we were talking about how much we disliked the main character and the, yeah, but, the, the actor that was chosen to play Han Solo. But people are going to shit on things. It doesn't mean they're and, not going to go see it. And then we heard that it might be a terrible movie to begin with, even before the preview got dropped on um, Super Bowl Sunday. There was a lot of talk that they're trying to sweep this movie under the rug a little bit because it's not as good as the others. I mean, it didn't, it didn't do well. And I feel like Disney is now going to go, shit, now we know what not to do. But, but, but going you- forward, do you think this is really going to derail like the next... Star Wars movie in the series. Here's my Probably opinion not. on all this. And, and, I, and I, I agree with Ren. On, uh, I mean, I agree with Ren, but I hate the fact that, we're, that that's actually the case, right? So here, and let me explain that. First, Justice League. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, Justice League is going to suck, right? Oh, yeah. We still went to see it. You know what I'm saying? Because we wanted to see how bad it was going to be, right? But pretty bad putting right (laughs) with the same thing with suicide squad to some extent. So, but my point is, is that Disney has so much money that it doesn't matter if a movie flops because it's like a drop in the pot, right? They're going to continue to make star Wars movies and it doesn't matter. My opinion is this. I feel like star Wars, there's so much oversaturation of star Wars right now that it's Mm -hmm. becoming sickening. Oh, yeah. And we had Star Wars for 40 years before they decided to make a new one. And people had those movies to, to, to get attached to. to uh, and, and I conveniently leaving out episode one and two, which is why I say 40 years. But like we had a lot of time before Star Wars was remade the right way or continued the right way, you know, and, and done well. But at the same time, if you give people what they want over and over and over again, it's going to lose that 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 need for it and that want for it. You're, you're giving them too much of what they've been asking for. They need to take a friggin' break. Give it a couple years Absence and then come the back. Thank you. But see, I don't I don't agree with that. Why? I think that if you maybe ca- made a, did a better cast on Solo and maybe had a better storyline... You would have had more people that wanted to see this. I, I really think that this was the outlier. I think that coming Star Wars movies are going to do just as stellar as all the rest. I think this Solo, it, there was already rumblings from the beginning that it was going to be a subpar Star Wars movie. And now we're seeing that in the box office. Yeah, but we know there's going to be, uh, and Ren, you could echo mm-hmm. this. We know that it was Force Awakens, The yeah. Last Jedi. There's supposed to be one more. They're supposed to be do like another three. That's what I've been hearing. Rogue One and Solo were like spinoffs off this series. Right. Which I don't even think... Rogue One, you may not have liked it. I didn't mind it. I, but but Solo... Saying it, didn't mind it is proof enough that it was not 
worthy of being made. I liked it. All right. I, I mean, I, I thought it. I thought it was decent. But I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. See, I actually like the whole like people. Everyone died to make the beginning of Star Wars happen. Like I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But to see, you know, um, this solo movie, like I'm gonna check it out this week. But it, I don't know if I really give a shit. You know, like I'm, nothing is driving me. It, you know what this feels like? It feels like a chore. <laughs> it, feels, it does. It feels like I got to see this movie because I got to see it. But honestly, I could give two shits about it. And that's not saying much for the drive and the marketing. Like you should make me convinced that I need to see this movie. And then once mm-hmm. I get there, realize it's a piece of shit, oh, but yeah. I should still want to go see it. You know, and I think Justice League, Justice League did that well enough for me to go check it out. You know, I'm, I Because I had know. Jason Momo and he's hot as all shit. Like even right. straight dudes are like, I'd fuck him. Right, and he yeah. clearly did that to Daenerys I'm in not the first beards. season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> you have a beard. I know, but I'm not. I don't fuck myself. <laughs> you do it all the time. All but the not time. in front of the mirror. I'm oh, looking at. I'm sure that you have. I'm looking at. I have. I have. <laughs> and I and I make gross faces too, but. <laughs> I feel sorry. But for like someone. for the most part, yeah. I'm looking at a computer screen of not me. The screen goes dim. It's just your sad double chin reflection. <laughs> oh, that's like, fucked up. <laughs> I'm looking at the computer and then I stand up and I look right into a mirror and I make like, a, I, like I call it a rhino face. I hate this. <laughs> like, I hate this so this much. This is the best and she's uncomfortable. I love it. Oh, I hate God. this. Oh, like, man, well, I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'm a rhino. Uh, <laughs> and then you, and then, but and then that's, none of and, you, and you grow none a horn. It. Anyway, and whatever yeah, you're picturing, right. I knew that was gonna gross you whatever out. Whatever you're picturing, I'm just gonna don't worry. It's it's so much worse. <laughs> oh man. Well, regardless. Um, speaking of gross, and uh, let's just talk about Roseanne. So Roseanne, um, and speaking my wife wanted me. Face. Okay, my wife wanted me to tell this story, and I'm gonna tell it. And you were freaked out when she said, "Tell the story about what happened with you and your priest." Not what anybody thinks, right? So horrible, vague this, topic. she keeps bringing this up and it will all become, it will all make sense. In Do a you second. not remember it? Is this repressed? Oh um, no, I remember it. It was hilarious. So I went to Catholic school for nine years. Oh my God. Whatever. I'll tell you about it sometime. Anyway, <laughs> we had to wear Navy blue pants. I hated my fucking life. But anyway, I'm in Catholic school and we, every, the first Friday of every month we had to go to church because that's what you do. So um, we walked over to church and there was this, there was this <laughs> priest, right? Super intense. His name was Father Donnelly. Great guy, right? He, he's since passed, right? Whatever, which I found out recently. Passed of cancer, RIP. That makes sense. Cause anyway. It, with that name, like you chain smoke. I don't think he did. But here's the thing. So he was super intense, had a very deep voice. And he always had these really like crazy sermons, right? So... He gives his sermon one day, and this is literally what he says. I quote for quote, and I'm gonna, and I'm, I'm gonna do his voice. It was super deep. I don't know if I can replicate it, but he goes, he, you know, we do our thing, we bless ourselves, and then he goes. Was he black? No, because I'm picturing no, like he wasn't Michael black. Clark he was a Duncan. super white guy. Anyway, so he goes like this. He goes, Roseanne Barr makes me vomit. <laughs> That's how we started off the sermon. We were like, what? And I then agree. he started talking about how he he could not respect her as a as a woman as a person, thought that she was uh, a disgrace to society, thought that she was a bad role model for children, 
uh, thought that she should not be on TV. We should not be praising a woman who is projecting such negativity into the world. It was intense. It was like, holy shit. Like something that we would have never actually expected to hear at this sermon. So I told Becca about it. She thought it was hilarious. And then Ro- and this came up because Roseanne came back on TV. Fast forward a couple weeks, she's getting kicked off the show because of some racist shit that she said. So it all kind of comes full circle. Isn't it weird, though, how it comes full circle? So anyway, um, this tweet, though, I mean, I'm going to let you guys go off on this. I mean, what do you think about this shit that she said? I mean, do we have have the tweet? Does anybody have the tweet up? Oddly enough, I saw the tweet, but then I searched for it today for like a good 10 minutes. I couldn't find it because it's been been taken down, though. I mean, one of you guys could probably find it. I tried looking for it. No, we can. But basically, um, she went on Twitter, um, said some racist shit. And then literally her rebuttal was that she was, you know, high on ambient in the middle of the night and wrote this tweet. And it was a uh, it was a mistake. And she claims she is not racist um, and she did not mean it. But if we were to actually look at what was said, um, it basically references somebody who worked for the Obama, uh, the Obama administration. Um, Valerie Jarrett. Thank you. Um, say her name again. Valerie Jarrett. Right. And she basically said uh, that she looks like somebody from Planet of the Apes. It says, and I quote, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. VJ standing for Valerie Jarrett. That's rough. Oh, I, I don't know, man. Like that's, that's rough no matter how you slice it. I mean, like even if you're for her cause or not, I mean, she went off. That was bad. You know what I mean? Like that, that was a, that was a like bad tweet. Super fucking bad. It's like, um, oh gosh, I forget her name now, but the SNL um, woman who was in Ghostbusters when, um, There's a couple of them. It's uh, referring to the monkey thing. Um, um, the Milo, whatever his name is, the horrible gay Republican guy got everyone to talk about Leslie, oh, Leslie Jones. Oh, yeah, 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 Leslie, yeah, yeah. Jones. Leslie Jones. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was super fucking bad. Yeah. And it's like the fucking honky Republicans first thing is like, oh, it's a black person. Gotta call him a monkey. It's like, it's such a fucking horrible, shitty joke, but it's also like the cheapest one you can make. And mm-hmm. I don't. I have no respect for anyone who would even remotely think it. Never mind, say it. But like, I have a personal vendetta against Roseanne Barr, so I've hated her from the jump. You know, it's weird because I I feel like Roseanne went off the radar for a really long time, but then she was judging Last Comic Standing, which I was like, okay, like cool, like Roseanne, like she used to be a comedian back in the day. So sometimes a lot of the shit that she says, I kind of throw to the wind because you know you chalk it up to like comedy and, mm-hmm. and like kind of you know crossing the line. And doing things for shock value. But when you tweet something like that, it's super specific. And I feel like everybody knew what she was talking about. And there was no like LOL or there was no like, there was no reference of like a punchline. It was just like legit racist. Yep. You know, and she chalks it up to her being messed up on ambient. She calls it an ambient tweet. But like, all right, you sleepwalk when you're ambient, you don't become a racist. Yeah, that was like overly specific and picked a random person. It wasn't like a broad joke over like an entire people's but she had like the adolf hitler making like burning jewish cookies yeah you have the picture right there yeah this was something she did back in the day which people it's not even that far back in the day well this was i don't know what this was but it was 
Um, do you know what this in, was in reference to? Nope. Time is relative. She did it in her lifetime. It is bad. She's she did, a bad but I'm person. still trying to figure out what it was from, though, because I I referenced. I, I'm, excuse me. I researched this. Okay. Controversial images of the comedian were originally published in a 2009 issue of a satire publication catering to young Jewish readers. Why would you publish that in a Jewish reader's publication? That is probably the worst thing people would want to see in a Jewish publication. It's bad. Honestly, it's it's her. She looks like Hitler um, holding cookies of what, what looks like... People. It's burnt gin. It's like burnt, burnt gingerbread, gingerbread men yeah. coming out of an oven. I mean, if you're familiar with Auschwitz, obviously that's what she's referencing. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't even know. Okay, I don't even know why that Jewish publication would would allow that because you know that someone who reads that is not going to find it funny. Nope. You know, um, and I, I feel and and I said this before, and I know that some of you on the podcast disagree with me, and I think Cooley was one of them. Is that back in the day, and I know Cooley, you're not here to kind of defend your your statement, and you could probably do that next episode. But for now, you said that when um, you know we watched Roseanne in the past, she did. It, it was all about like current events, and they would push those things. But I also felt like this Roseanne was very pro-Trump and and really edgy and a little too much in in your face for me, um, where it was something that made me feel like this is too real like we're not actually step i'm not stepping out of my world to watch a comedy or a sitcom mm. i'm reminded of the world i'm living in and i don't know if that's that was what people wanted it was and pro i feel trump. like it was pro oh trump God, dude if you watched any of roseanne they make references to like she she is an uh trunk a trump advocate and and is and stands by Trump and there was a lot of references to like how Trump was was the right president and all this stuff and it was very very edgy. That's shocking to hear something like that in Hollywood. I, I mean, mean, I was never Ren, a Roseanne you, did fan. Did you watch any of the Roseanne stuff like the first episode? Um so I have always hated Roseanne. I have watched maybe two episodes of it. It is the most white trash looking show I've ever seen in my life. It's morbidly obese garbage people in plaid just sitting around their gross like Savers Furniture house. Like this is what the normal <laughs> family... Furniture? Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking gross. There's the weird daughter with the <coughs> jerry curl and the weird son that you know is going to grow up to be gay. Oh, and yeah. like the weird loser what's it her sister who just lives with them question mark but like, if i turn in their furniture do i get a deductible on my tax return no <laughs> it's always looked so gross to me like, i've I, never seen this this show but ever. are you talking about like the, are you movies. talking about the old roseanne or the yeah, new I'm talking roseanne? about the old roseanne and the new roseanne's just like here's what their lives are now and i'm like i am not interested i don't yeah, give see a fuck. So I'm, that's what i'm saying man but I, I, I agree with you. I thought it was so awkward. I, I didn't feel comfortable watching it, which is why I didn't. And this does not surprise me. Nope. So, but Roseanne uh, has tried to apologize. The only thing she actually, she hasn't apologized. She said that it was a, a tweet that she did not mean to be uh, offensive. It was a joke, which I don't know how it was a joke. Uh, I think she meant it when she tweeted it. And then also the only thing that she apologized for and felt sorry for were the writers and the talented people that were working on the show that are no longer going to have a job because Roseanne yep. was canceled. Um, and I do feel bad for those people. And I got to I gotta be honest, uh, just a shout out uh, to, to John Goodman, man. I 
am sorry that that guy's losing a job because I'm a big John Goodman fan. Um, I really liked him in the new Cloverfield that he did. Guy's doing really well for himself lately. He lost a ton of weight, and then all of a sudden, like, he's on Roseanne. Sitcom was doing well, and then all of a sudden, it's kicked off the air. Yeah, but uh, John Goodman's not going to lose any sleep over this. I understand he's losing a job. No, I know, but, but it's, it's a pain. lined up. Out of everybody on that show, John Goodman's going to be fine. But still, I, I, my heart goes out to him. You know what I mean? I feel like this was, was a job. You know what I mean? And he lost it. It sucks. And it was probably a reoccurring role that he was going to reprise, but, and that, that, that sucks. Um, and he lost it. He lost it because of somebody else. And I think that's what, that's what would piss me off the most is if I was on that show, if I was one of the writers or if I was one of the cameramen, I just lost a job that I was feeding my family with. And it wasn't because of anything I did. It was because of some stupid person making an obviously dumb remark that they should have kept inside their head. And one of the, th- but one of the good things about that is that these people who are working on that show are SAG after they're in the union. So they're most likely going to be compensated or, you know, be able to get uh, jobs after this because of, of what has transpired. So um, I wish everybody the best who worked on the show and I guess we'll get to see what happens, but it's uh, it's been dropped. Um, moving on. Some Keanu Reeves news. Motherfucking um, bye. How many posters of Keanu Reeves do you have in your in your room right now? They're not up, but they're... <laughs> the fact that you have them is amazing. At one People point in your give life, give me them. Like, Yo, are you gonna draw that Keanu Reeves thing for me? Come on, I told you I pay you get for it. Get serious with that money, and we'll talk. I told you I pay you for it. <laughs> Fuck that. Yo, yo. Ren is mad talented. She's super weird about it. Why are you looking at me? I'm well aware. She does not want to admit it. <laughs> Follow Ren on Instagram. Look her up. You it's know. just my name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? Ren Mercer. M E R C E R. That is R- Ren. Like Knights of Ren. Listen. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yes. Yo, follow her on Instagram. She's an amazing artist. <laughs> Uh, she's, she gives herself, uh, she shits on herself all the time, but she really has a lot of talent and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pay you to draw me some Keanu stuff. I Cause I'm a Keanu fanboy. My hands would be so sticky on that. It wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm totally going to pay cool her to draw that. some Keanu shit for me because he's my boy. And I know she'll take it seriously cause she loves Keanu. My but boy. anyway, um, check her out. Anyway, um, thanks. For I don't that mean drop. to. I, oh I'm hell sorry, yeah! I don't mean to inter- Hell yeah, man! You gotta represent to... the talent. You know what I'm saying? And Cooley's an amazing artist too. Oh, yeah. I need to know, Ren. Yeah. When was Keanu Reeves his sexiest? Like, what was your favorite oh, wow. Keanu? That's, that's like a point of contention, though, because everybody has a different little piece. Can I guess? But then, like, what's yours? So, like, give me your top can three. Can I? Can I guess when you were like Keanu? Yeah, go to town. Point Break. No. Before, before I, or after? Before or after? Fun fact. I still haven't seen that movie. I now own it. But I know. Don't make that face at me. I, I know. will make a face. I I've know. never seen we it. We are going to watch it. I own it now because No, last... fuck that. I own it. We're watching it. <laughs> okay. I'll buy it on, on fucking iTunes. We are watching that shit, man. He is fucking awesome. <laughs> I know. Movie. I know. Like all the famous How do you not watch from... a movie with I'm Keanu and Patrick Sawazi? <laughs> Sawazi is a very... It's like, oh, that African actor, Patrick Sawazi. 
He's so good. I know. No. So. Back off, War Child. You'll get it. We'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. All right. So that's like the one that I haven't seen. And my oh, mom was like, so here good. for Christmas, I got it for you. But it's so much work to put a DVD in a DVD <sighs> player nowadays. Listen, we, I ha- I'll get it digital. You won't have to do any work. I will watch it. I'll supply the pizza. Oh. We are watching it. Bless up, fam. Oh, I'm telling you. Yo, we're going to do. Yo. Yo. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to have a podcast just on Point Break. And whether it lives up and whether it holds up or not, that's all. We can live saying. live it. Live it. <laughs> we'll live stream it. Anyway, so when was Keanu who's sexiest taking out Point Break? Because there's... Like a bunch of them, because it's like, oh, you could say speed, because he had like the close cropped yeah. hair. When Sandra Bullock was her hottest. Yeah. Well, she's, she's she was just never hot. Oh what? my god, what? No, I'll, I'll talk about Go this. To hell, never man. found, Go never to hell. found her attractive. She's the girl all. next door. Like. When I had some creepy dude, I was looks... so into Sandra Bullock when I was thirteen that I had a frame picture of her. Creepy. Lasted for like six months, but she was my she was my crush, man. When I was... everybody had a crush, Sandra Bullock was mine, and then Miss Congeniality came out. Blew my friggin' mind. But then mm-hmm. she did like that movie about football and something went wrong. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. She played the creepy old yeah. white mom. And she's That's like, when the turning point happened. But she's in that new Oceans movie, which I think looks hot. I don't know hot. if she's ever had plastic surgery, but to me, she looks like she had a facelift coming out of the womb. I don't like, know. It just, I don't like, see it's it. just too angular. I like, can she see has like angular. a Jack Skellington I can see nose. angular, but sexy. Oh, it's there. It's there. Woo! It's there. She's Ke- there. So Keanu. Keanu, though. Keanu was hot for me in Bill and Ted because he was like the long hair and he was just doofy. But he was like, oh, I'm wicked into the princesses. And I was like, oh, he loves relationships. Um, so like, <laughs> Give my love to the princesses. <laughs> yeah. You'll see. And I was like, I'm dirty like they were in the Renaissance era. Like, can you can you take me? They were, dude. Those princesses were like into it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I was like. That that was when I was into him. She's yum yum like a gremlin. <laughs> yum yum. <laughs> anyway, but he's had like a large span of movies. Uh, he played. Oh, who did he play? I think he played like some Indian god in a movie. And yeah, yeah no. and he was like shoe polished up, and I was like, this is a lot. But he had real long hair. Oh, um, he was the voice of the tiger in Life of Pi. Seen it. Just kidding. It wasn't it. But like, was he? No, no, bro. He was the voice of the cat in Keanu. Yep. Anyway. Gotta say, probably John Wick, though. He's wearing all black suits. So good. He's got the longer hair. He's always sweaty. Such a baller. Oh, yeah. He's always sweaty. He avenges his (laughs) wife's death and the death of the dog that represented her life carrying on. That's hot as shit. Like he's dog. like, I'm gonna give it all up for my wife, and I was like, that's attractive as fuck. And then he's like, she did. I'm gonna bring it back up, and he's just like hammering concrete to get all the shit out. And I was like, <laughs> he's got like back tats. He's taking a slow shower, whipping Jesus his wet hair back. And Yo, like, so <laughs> so like she's Ren's getting off to this in her bed, eating fucking cookies, and like I'm literally just like, what a badass. <laughs> I'll be on a jet blue flight, pants off to this movie. <laughs> Yo, I got. Mad leg room. Yo, <laughs> fuck yeah, Red. Letting it all hang out legit. Put that tray table down. She joined the Mile High everything. Club by herself. Me and Keanu in the sky. <laughs> fuck it. I got my pants off on a jet blue flight. Yo, that is my fucking new hashtag. Any trip I go on, I swear to God, I'm going to be like, yo, excited as fuck. Pants off on a jet blue flight. <laughs> 
Yo, and I'm just excited to drink. I'm not no. even. I'm not even looking forward to Keanu. You can't put the tray table down though, because it messes with your arm motion. Oh no! Fuck oh, that, dude. No, yeah, you the, I never the even thought about that. The tray table hides it. <laughs> you know no, just nah. let it out. People do weirder shit. Anyway, back to the original Keanu thing. He, uh, Ren, he's yes. in a new show on Netflix. Holy shit, we went on a tangent. We did go on a tangent. Wormhole. It's like Alice in Wonderland falling down that you fucking... You went away from... No, boy. I took the fucking red pills. What happened? Mm-hmm. All right, so Keanu reference Matrix. Anyway, oh. so Netflix, he's doing a show. It's yep. called Always Be My Maybe, Mariah Carey right. reference. Is it Always Be My Maybe or is it maybe something something? You will always be my maybe. That's a really bad song. It's got a horrible title. It's got like a wicked stacked cast. So but, I think it's just going to be like a fun movie that he signed on for. I don't think it's going to be good. But is it he stacked? Because like, I really didn't know anybody else in that movie. Mm, no, but you know, but you know, he was like, is it like a romantic comedy? I'm in. Like, he was just like, whatever about it, you know, because that's Keanu. He probably took some thought into it, read the script. There was probably something in it that rang true for him, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, I I feel like Keanu hasn't really been making a lot of stupid decisions lately. Um, I feel (laughs) like, uh, well, no, I mean, like, he wasn't doing anything. And then John Wick put him right back on the map. Halle Berry joined the cast. Angelica Houston joined the cast. I mean, it's going to be an awesome movie. It might be. It might just have like a full cast. It was like that. What was that Valentine's Day movie that had uh, Jacob from Twilight and then it had like Channing Tatum and it had like a bunch. Taylor Swift was in it. But like. Yeah, but that's that's already a ball of shit. I wouldn't want to see. That's just like (laughs) pop culture fucking top 20. I don't give a fuck. Oh, my God. Keanu Reeves and Angelica Houston. Like only thing I know her from was like the Royal Tenenbaums and the Witches. (laughs) And she was great in both. The Adams Family. And the Adams Family. Is she not like the female Walter Matthau now? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, she is. I love her. She's got some dog face. But I mean, like she's she's killing (laughs) it, man. She's a great actor. Don't you ever talk about my Angelica Houston I'm just, dude, awesome in the Witches. Had nightmares. The girl in the girl that was stuck inside the portrait oh scared dude, the shit out of me, me fucking nightmares oh my god transformed into mice with those special effects that was horrifying yeah but scared no me as much yeah as no 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 the kid's like a water painting man when she's walk over she's like oh and the, and the girl fucking grows old and then disappears fuck that couldn't yeah. sleep for fucking weeks just to know that that's a beautiful like landscape painting and there is a dead rotting like body inside that beautiful house who can't get out of the painting who has to live in a fucking hut and feed the ducks every day fuck that life she's dead she's a shriveled up mummy inside a house in a portrait that is one of the scariest you can't see it but it's it's there you know what we're talking about yeah she didn't have to work though yo feeding those ducks Every day thinking, I'm dead. I can't get out of this pain. She ate those ducks. What else she was she nice getting for food? Life. There wasn't a grocery store Fuck in that. that painting. Maybe it was like Harry Potter. Maybe she went to different. Can I tell you that that shit scared the shit out of me so bad that you're talking about right now? I'm getting goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with that fucking shit. That traumatized me. Yo, John and I were talking today about scenes in movies that traumatized me. Okay. I can't watch the scene in uh, Never Ending Story with a horse. Dies in the fucking sand, the fucking uh, quicksand. Okay, I can't, I can't deal with the. He was telling me today that the the humane society had no uh, was never present on Milo and Otis, and then when they sent that cat over on the waterfall, it was a real cat that they just sacrificed. Want to kill my fucking self about that because it looks like my cat. Uh, what I else did he like- say? Some other fucked up shit. They fought a bear in that movie. I'm never going to watch Milo and Otis again. And the other thing that traumatized me when in Who Killed Roger Rabbit, man? 
where where Christopher Lloyd or whatever the fuck that fucked up character was, he me melts the fucking the cartoon shoes, man. Fuck him. I thought it was creepy. I can't when he was deal like, with that shit, bro. Yo, why are you Snapchatting this? I'm telling you, yo, it's fucking traumatizing. Scary. Mo- <laughs> Just saying. Movies that traumatized me, Jim Henson's The Labyrinth, when those weird red flamingo monsters were like taking their heads off and throwing it around. Couldn't deal with it. I remember fourth grade. That was The Labyrinth. F- yeah, what did I say? Labyrinth, never ending story. Uh, did I, I said never ending story? Yeah, but it's, it's, lab- yeah, it's some, the Labyrinth. I don't know what the fuck it's you said. It's Jim Henson's The Labyrinth. It. I thought that's what I said. I was in fourth grade and we were watching The Labyrinth and I had to walk up to the teacher and go, okay, I'm going to lay it out for you. <laughs> Mad mature. I know when the creepy ass flamingo monsters are going to start throwing around their heads. I can't be in the room when this happens. We got to give me a job to do. And she was like, you can go take out the trash. I'll give you the trash can. You can bring it to the janitor. Just what? Just tell me when you're ready. And I, I 100%, I saw it coming. I stood up. I walked right over and I, and I went 30 seconds. Flamingo monsters. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. Detached heads. And she was like, here's the trash. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do you want the chalkboard erasers? You can slam them together, get the chalk off. And I was like, nope, All trash right. can will be fine. Now I know what I can show them on Halloween. I have like one. And that's what it. is it? A uh, puppet master. I just remember when they were like watching the TVs, the puppet came in and like, like stole skin off this girl. Oh just ripping yeah. Her skin dude, off. Yeah. And the TV said 3 a.m. And I became an insomniac, which is the worst because you see 3 a.m. So yeah. I couldn't go to bed till after 3 a.m. Yep. And I had to like shower with like the curtain open mm. and like all kinds of crazy shit. And then like the day after I saw that movie, my mom put up a shelf next to my bed with porcelain dolls. Oh. And I slept with a mini mag light under my pillow and I would inspect all oh, their eyes. Oh, you said pillow. Oh, it's not just you. Okay, cool. No, under... Like, I would inspect all of their eyes, and then I realized that porcelain dolls have vent holes for nostrils, so I was like, they can fucking breathe. What if they're blinking when I'm blinking? Some Toy Story shit. Yeah, so I would slam the door, and I would break, like, one every couple days until I had no dolls. (laughs) I would break my porcelain dolls. (laughs) Part of a sick child. That's awesome. I'm so so sorry, but part of me wishes that I could have been there while you were sleeping so I could take a doll and put it, like, half under your bed. So that you go to I check. I would have killed myself, and there though. Was just a, there was just a doll Damn. half under the bed looking up at you. I had to like sleep. check as you look over the side. No, I, my, my mom <laughs> my mom flipped out one day and just like broke down. We had like attic sides on our room and she wanted to break the little like crawl spaces out so we could have more room for beds. And I now had a bed right next to a crawl space with like a trap door. So like anything in the crawl space could just like, if there were mice, you can just lift open the little thing. So I had a creepy door right next to the foot of my fucking bed. And yeah, I was, I was in just a horror place. Like fucking I'd move. I had a, I'd move. I had a, no, 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 no. no. We're going to stop for a second because guess what? We're going to take a break. And when we come back, Jim is going to tell a story that he is unaware of what it is, but he's going to find out on the break and tell it when we come back. Oh, snap. And then we're going to talk about Andrew Lincoln and his fate on The Walking Dead, so stay with us. Yo, Cooley, what's going on, man? Not much, bro. What's up? Pretty good, man. So, dude, do you, uh, when it comes to investing, do you get all this stuff about stocks? Does it make sense to you? Yo, I'm, I'm the best not 
I'm uh, I'm not really that great at it. I do it, but you know, I, I, it's more of a dabbling thing. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not a master at this. I would like to know more. I'm always wondering if I'm going to invest my my money in the right places. But um, a good place to to get this stuff started is at supplyanddemandinvesting.com. Yo, so true. Stop following the modern portfolio theory investment crowd and try an alternative means of investing your hard-earned money at supplyanddemandinvesting.com. And for a limited time, submit any five stocks, mutual funds, or exchange-traded funds and receive a free SDI analysis on each. Simply go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. That's us. Fill out the form along with your selections and you'll receive your free SDI analysis within 48 to 72 hours. Go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard for your free analysis today. And thanks to supplyanddemandinvesting.com for their continued support of the Redbeard Podcast. And we're back. So Jim Rock, listen, there is a story that I need you to explain. So you are petrified and you scare very easy <laughs> uh, when it comes to horror movies. But I think you're scared very easily because of things that happened to you in your childhood. Tell us the story about what your mom did to you. Oh, my God. And, and why it's a problem. <laughs> you you can't get enough of hearing about that. I love it. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, okay. So, my mom. She, nice woman. <laughs> <laughs> Strong start. She, she He threw that under the rug quick. So <laughs> She should have, like, if her dream job should have been working at Spooky World. How that never occurred, I'll never know. But she used to practice on me. <laughs> to be. <laughs> she would do things. She. I remember once she sat in my closet for a legit hour, <laughs> and would and would scrape and would like werewolf scrape the inside, I, like just. <laughs> you never told me this. Yeah, I've one hundred percent told me, you this. We, oh, but it's fucking. I, I finally, I finally Werewolf moved. Straight. I moved downstairs. We like built my own room. I used to like live upstairs with my brother and bunk beds, and then I finally got my own living space. And the first night that I moved down there, I had a sleeping bag, and I had a Mad magazine, and I had a light up globe, which was ba- it was a nightlight. A it was just a. Globe. It was just a a nightlight that was 10 times larger than a normal one. And I was lying there reading mag magazine and my mom, before I went to bed, went into my fucking closet and just sat there and just sat there like a fucking ghoul. And what's, and and it's scary. It's so scary because she was in there and in her head, she was like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Should I jump out now? No. Oh no. Wait. Oh, you know what? You know what's good? Let's scratch the inside of this closet. <laughs> and when I first went to the, I opened up the closet and it took everything in me to open it because your because your first thought is you opened the closet yeah, she was the, hiding. Oh yeah, she and she was hiding in a spot where it was all black. So I like opened it up and I'm scared to shit. I'm not in my head. I'm not going. You know what that noise is? My mom. That's not, that's not the first thing that comes to your mind. So I like opened it up and I like looked in quick and she was crouched down in some darkness. And so I closed oh, it. Is this woman. And so I closed it and I'm like, okay, done with that scenario. It was just a one-time event. And then she starts doing it again. And I again walked over, opened it up 
And she jumped on me, and I was like, Burr! Oh, my God. <laughs> but probably, probably the one that you liked the most was when I used to, when I used to have a room upstairs, um, the bed wasn't flush against the wall. <laughs> I love this There shit. was like, there was like 10 inches, like yes. less, there was like less of a foot okay. in between the bed and the wall. And my mom, on multiple occasions, but one specifically, she would hide in between that space. She would just, <laughs> she would get in and she would lay on her side and she's a, she's a petite woman and she had just enough room. This is fucked up. She had just enough room to lay between the wall and my bed and I would get into bed, lie there, and just as I'm about to go to sleep... What fucking happens? But my mom just goes, and a fucking hand comes from the side of the bed where hands should not exist. And she would grab me and she'd start pulling me into into the void between the wall. Like as a kid, as a young kid, the only thing growing through your mind is death. <laughs> you're, you're not going, ah, that's my mom. It's, it's murder by bed. <laughs> that's it. You know, I'll never, I'll never know what it's like to put deodorant on. <laughs> so the best part about this is that Jim because of all this is the easiest person to scare in the world because he just like literally always on edge because I think he never knew this shit is coming. But with that being said, I mean that, that, that shit is epic. Um, Good times. Thanks for sharing, man. You're welcome. Keanu Reeves is uh, going to be in John Wick 3. Yeah, John He's Wick 3, He's going to be man. in a new Bill and Ted movie. The Bill and Ted movie, which we're, we're definitely going to uh, talk about quick. So, Bill and Ted Face the Music is the name of the third movie coming out. Uh, I've heard 2019. Can't freaking wait for the shit. Um, Alex Winter is also going to be coming back. They're both reprising their roles as Bill and Ted. Um, but there's a lot of actors in it that... Uh, we were unaware of one being George Carlin. And as far as I know, George Carlin died several years ago, but apparently he's going to be reprising his role. Uh, how I'm guessing CGI, <laughs> but, uh, or they're just going to use... gonna be like the good robot, George Carlin, or oh, they're, yeah. or they're going to use the like some old footage. Is. It might be old footage from him from when they, like the older movies that has never, you know, before seen shit like in Cobra Kai, they use some stuff that was never before seen that, you know, was in the vault. So maybe they'll do that with Bill and Ted. That would be kind of cool. Uh, but uh, Rufus is coming back, man. Hell yeah. Um, but who else is in this this movie? A couple other people that we were unaware of were, were involved. The guy who played the um, the Grim Reaper. William Sadler. So the William Grim Sadler. Reaper will be back. Is that what we're to assume? He is alive and that well. That he'll be replaying uh, the Grim Reaper? I'm assuming yeah. he probably will be. Probably. Um, now, the, the premise of this movie, I, I haven't even gone to the lengths of looking it up. I don't know if I necessarily even want to. There isn't a but, Wikipedia page yet. Uh, but do we know anything, uh, and, and I haven't gone to the lengths of actually uh, researching this ahead of time, but do we know anything about the storyline? I as- feel like they released some stuff to try and get people to kickstart it when it was like super vague. Okay. When they were like, oh, maybe we make a new one with like young kids. Okay. Reboot it. This is what I got. I'm on there, the IMDb, and it says 
This is the first time I'm, I'm reading this, so bear with me. Two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, were once told they'd save the universe during a time-traveling adventure, but find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. And that's repeated twice on IMDb. Which is interesting that they're dads now. Uh, that, that's something I didn't know, but that's kind of cool. It makes sense. Um, all I know is that in the original Bill and Ted's, um, there's a song called I Can't Break Away, which was actually a pretty good 80s kind of song. Um, and they were in this futuristic type weird environment and there's these people that are kind of doing this like you know one strum on a guitar movement and moving their hand around like they save the world um and their music saved the world so i obviously this is going to be the movie where that kind of wraps that plot line up um and i i can't wait to see it man i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh alex winter come back as you know his character and seeing keanu reeves come back as his character oh, yeah. i can't believe it um, this is just going to be such a fun movie for anybody that grew up with Bill and Ted's as a fan of the movie. I can't really see this being bad. I see this movie as being just fun, you know, and that's the same thing we said about solo. So I don't know what that means, but I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun movie to watch and it's going to be fucking Keanu and Alex winter. Who gives a shit? Well, I think more people have an expectation of star Wars. And when it comes to the Bill and Ted movies, that is just goofy yeah, fun. That's fair. Like that's what you're looking for in a Bill and Ted. That's fair. You're I not, mean, you're not looking for some transcendent movie. That's going to the blow the doors off of several genres. Right. And I, and it I think might, that though, it might, it might, you know, who knows, you know, Keanu is, has to come back and do a, whoa, he's got to do one of those. You know, I think that'd be awesome. That's just, that's his character. That's where that came from. Oh, yeah. So he's got to do one. Um, but, you know, hey, whatever. We'll see what happens when Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music comes out. Um, we will, you know, hear more about that as it develops. As far as other news. The big um, news. The big, big news. Um, Andrew Lincoln, The Walking Dead. Um, we've already talked about the season finale. Some of us liked it. Some of us didn't. Um, regardless, Andrew Lincoln has confirmed that he is going to be coming back for season nine. And that is the last season he will be on the walking dead, which was devastating news for a lot of fans because you know, what is the walking dead without Rick Grimes? Rick Grimes is kind of the guy who started it off. If anybody remembers the first episode, Rick Grimes wakes up in the hospital and that is how this, how this whole story begins and comes to fruition. Um, a lot of people that read the graphic novels, um, know that the walking dead has transpired in a lot of different ways and has gone down different avenues and changed and nobody knows what the hell's going on anymore. But, um, you know, Andrew Lincoln saying that he, he wants to be no longer a, a part of the walking dead and wants to make his exit in season nine was huge. Um, but also personally, I gotta be honest guys, was not a big surprise for me because I feel like he's been voicing this for the past two seasons, but this is the season that he kind of made it official. And I'm kind of glad that it's out in the open because I don't really know how long or how much longer the show can possibly freaking go on. Uh, so, you know, let me know what you guys think. I think the show can go on for a long time. I mean, look at the fucking Simpsons. I'm not saying that it's going to be it's great. Not Simpsons, yeah. Ren's bro. giving me Ren's giving me a face. I'm not I'm saying, making the same I'm face. I'm not saying that I'm going to watch it the whole time it's on. I'm simply saying 
that if there's money to be had, it's going to last for a long time. And apparently Norman Reedus has already signed on for huge money to now be the lead. Personally, me, regardless of how I feel about the show itself, I think Andrew Lincoln is committing career suicide by leaving. He wants to he wants to do movies. I don't think he's going to get it. Here's here's my theory on that. I feel like Andrew Lincoln is not an actor that has already made his presence unknown before The Walking Dead. He's done some things before The Walking Dead. One of his more famous short roles was Love Actually, where he was the guy with the cue cards. Everybody knows him for that and referenced that multi, well, multi, whatever the fuck multi. I was. Multi. Um, they, they referenced that numerous times um, during, you know, The Walking Dead when he became more and more famous, especially around the holidays when people were like, oh, it's Andrew Lincoln. Um so I feel like he he has, you know, presented himself as an actor who can do other things besides The Walking Dead. It is a tricky situation where not a lot of people may may be able to see him as anything other than Rick Grimes, mm-hmm. but I feel like if it was a possibility for him to continue on in a creative career that's going to be lucrative, it's now or never. You know, mm-hmm. like he needs to get out or he's done. Oh, you know, yeah. same thing with anybody who plays like a James Bond, you know, like Daniel Craig said he didn't want to play James Bond anymore because it was screwing his career. Right. Maybe. But what else has he done since then? But that was like less than a year ago that he mentioned that. Right. Um, one guy who is doing the exact opposite is Tom Cruise. Like he knows he's Ethan from Mission Impossible and he's going on to the next Mission Impossible still cashing in on the cash cow. I mean, I don't know about... I don't know about uh, Andrew Lincoln. I mean, I hope that the guy actually gets roles after this. But my personal opinion on this whole situation, you guys can obviously retort however you want. I feel like The Walking Dead is Rick Grimes. And I feel like once he leaves, even if Norman Reedus, who is a fan favorite, is going to take over, I think the show's done. I think it's over. I don't think Norman Norman Reedus is going to carry this show. I think it's been done. Like, That's and I honestly would have been fine if it, it if it died this episode this last season. I think mm-hmm. you killed Negan, or didn't, but could have, you know. Right. Um, he's gonna be your prisoner. Like like lock it up. What what else? Did he, I mean, I know the graphic novels are not finished yet, and I know that Robert Kirkman says that he knows how the show's gonna end, but hasn't written yet. Well, you know what, man? Like, so is George R.R. R. Martin. You guys are in the same friggin' boat. You know, like, the show is not going to be another Seinfeld or an ER or a Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. and the shit. You know, and that's what I feel like is going on. I think it's turning into another Dexter. Well, Robert Kirkman you know? is king of dragging shit out. I started with the graphic novels before the show even came out. And I was collecting them. I got up to graphic novel 15. Now, these are like 15, 16 bucks a pop. They're not cheap. And I just kept collecting them. I got to 15 and they were still in the fucking jail. And like 10 of the 15 were the jail. (laughs) And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm dropping all this money for the same story. And it's just like build up, build up, build up, build up, build up to what? To like nothing. It's like, oh, they took down the fence. 
But they canceled a lot of this out in in the show. Like they 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 threw out so much of this backstory in the show. That it's, it's mostly included, but I mean like they're they going did. in a different direction now. Like did you watch the last season? Yeah, they definitely they've deviated a lot, but like in ways that I didn't like. Like they killed Carol off in the comics and I hated her. So I was like awesome, sick. Like she died in Is the show. Is she jail. a bitch in the comics? Cuz I love her in the show. Well, she's a bitch in the show in the first couple seasons. You're but like she's I could ruthless. do ruthless. But I saw it I respect about it. But enough about Carol, but it, but you know what I'm saying? Like do you do you think and Jim and Ren obviously individually, do you think that this show honestly will go on and be successful without Andrew Lincoln. It, it determines, like, I guess it depends on what you say for successful. Because there's always going to be a fan base no matter what. True. But, and it's just like... But I mean, in the... Okay, but in the... Okay, Jim, go. I'll, no, go. I'll, I'll give it... I'll probably give it a couple more seasons after Andrew Lincoln leaves... Because it's kind of like once you get rid of the main character, how many shows do you know of besides like the Grey's Anatomies where you can kill off the main character and it still chugs on? Not a lot. I mean, I mean, I'm going to assume that the majority of people that watch Walking Dead tune in because they want to see Rick Grimes. With that being said, though, I mean, I just feel like he carries the show. He's the he's the group leader. Norman Reedus and or Daryl and Maggie have already formed a pack, which goes against everything that Rick and Michonne believe in. And that will be discussed in or, or dealt with in this season. I guess my I, I, do you I think mean, Reedus is going to kill? I don't Andrew know. Man. Like, Ren, what do you think? I mean, do you think he's actually going to get killed off? Or do you think he's going to like like like? This is the only thing I haven't read the graphic novels. I choose not to, and that's my own choice. But like, do you? How do you see him exiting the show? Because they they are already kind of like in the in the darkness and the shadows. Said that we don't agree with Michonne and and Rick, and we're gonna let them know. Oh, it's gonna be a super dramatic death. They're not gonna be like. But do you hey think? Guys, so you think they're gonna die though? You think, or are you just gonna like be like, peace, I'm out? No, because like. If you wanted to do, like, a nice write-off, it would be like, hey, I want to go investigate another town, see if there's, like, life somewhere else, and be like, oh, a slow, sad cowboy walk-off, and you're like, maybe he'll come back. But, like, they're going to make it so dramatic where he's going to make a decision that nobody agrees with, and somebody's just going to be like, ah, and fucking kills him in the moment, and they're like, and they're like, good, fuck him anyways. He's been making crazy decisions. Fuck him. Uh, Norman Reedus, you're taking control of everything is pretty much how I think it's going to go. See, I can, I honestly can go either way. I could completely see him dying. I feel like that's the norm for that show. Oh yeah. Is you got to give them that grand hurrah death. But then I can also see just be, just because he's making the choice. It's not the writers saying this is who we're going to kill this season. This is Andrew Lincoln making the decision that I want to leave the show. That they might do the right off into the sunset because as a writer, as the people working on this show, they may be thinking, hey, you know what? Give him a couple of years out there in Hollywood and see if he honestly gets his movie career going. Because when it, when it won't, when it doesn't, he's going to come back and say, hey, you know, I don't mind doing a couple more episodes. I don't mind coming back for the series finale. I actually, I agree 
with both of you, but I think I side more with Jim only for one reason. Okay. Because I feel like they might want to do with Andrew Lincoln what they did with Dexter. Like, Michael C. Hall ended Dexter on this weird fucking note, which I hated because I love Dexter. Where he's in the he's a fucking woodsman and he's got a beard and nobody knows he's a fucking serial killer and he's created his like new life. And he drives cool. a bulldozer. Yeah, fucking great, right? Awful ending. But he has that opening to bring his character back, and there's been talk that they want to have him come back and do like a, 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 a like a Dexter movie for Showtime and see what the fuck he's up to. And I feel like with Andrew Lincoln, he's such a cash cow that, and I've been using that term way too much, mm-hmm. but he is, he is such a bankable character that even if Kirkman doesn't agree with it, AMC has the rights to The Walking Dead. And what they might do, since they've already gone in a, in a different direction, is like Jim said, you know, have him go off or like you said, Ren, like go off into like a new town. Right. And then like, if for some reason it doesn't pan out or whatever, at least they have the option of bringing him back, which will, which will, you know, attract that fan base that was, were Andrew Lincoln fans and want to see where Rick Grimes storyline goes as far as AMC is concerned. I think it definitely depends on like how, like finite his canceling of the contract is if he's like i'm never coming back yeah that's or tough. if he like burns any bridges with like fuck this amount and robert kirkman's like please and he's like nah like i feel like that would have already happened though like they, they probably would have published that or like or like gave that to the media i see like some shit would have been because i feel like he went out on from what i've read he went out on good terms or he's going out on good terms I feel like in Hollywood, nothing is ever finite because there is money to be made everywhere. I'm just looking, I'm just looking at TV shows where the main character has left the show and the show has continued on. How many of those actors have left the show to go on for bigger and better things? The only person that I can think of is George Clooney who has left and has, yeah, he started claim. off on ER and then he's kind of made like a pretty good career for himself. I got to uh, be honest yeah, with I you on that. I would go probably beyond pretty good. Ellen DeGeneres had her own shitty show and then now she has a great show. But she was also a stand-up comedian. Yeah. So she had a lot of stuff going for her. But I'm sure there's like a lot of people that we're not focusing on. Yeah, hey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan made a resurgence, you know. But then again, like the only thing I'd really seen him in since... Like ER or some weird doctor show was he was in uh, he was the comedian in Watchmen, yeah. And then what the hell? Uh, so apparently, what I heard today, John was telling me about this. A friend of ours at work, he was saying that Jeffrey Dean Morgan got the call from uh, his agent and was like, "Hey, The Walking Dead called," and Jeffrey Dean Morgan was like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "They want me to play Negan." He's like, "I read the graphic novels." He's like, "I'm gonna give them what they want." <laughs> Like he was a fan of the show and the graphic mm-hmm. novel, and he was like, "Oh, I'm down," you know, and he's killing right. it with his back problem. So I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know if Jeffrey Dean Morgan is actually going to continue um, with The Walking Dead after Rick Grimes leaves. That's another thing to consider. Nah, stick around; he's in jail. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, you know. Um, 
Well, whatever. I mean, that's, uh, that is what it is. And I have one other thing I just want to kind of bring up on this, uh, this episode that, uh, I kind of throw you guys as like a side, uh, thing today. So, yo, I yo. found this out today. It blew my friggin' mind. Okay. So I'm a big fan of the movie short circuit. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. We don't have to get too much into this. It could be like a five minute thing and then we're going to close it out. But the guy who played the Indian guy. And I mean, I'm looking at, on IMDb right now and his name is, his, his character name was Ben Japatuya. I, I, I mean, Ren, you're saying it was two different names? Yeah. So the first one, that's how they had it. And the second one, it changes to Javri, which I think they were like, oh, this is like the first one. It was like not a traditional Indian sounding name. So I think they went with like, hey, it's an Indian guy. See, he's got an Indian last name now. It's super Indian now. Okay. So this guy, I found this out today at work and it, it, it just caught me by surprise, which I thought it was funny that I didn't even know this. So oh the guy's real name is Fisher Stevens, which is very American, but whatever. I mean, like this guy played um, an Indian guy in short circuit, but is actually white in real life. And it, the fact that it was done, I mean, the, the original sort, short circuit movie was done in 1986 and they had a white guy play an Indian guy doing the Indian accent. And if you had asked me if this guy had acted in anything else since short circuit, I would have told you no, <laughs> which in my opinion is a testament to this guy being a really good actor and actually portraying an Indian person or somebody of an Indian nationality very well. Uh, but one of my friends told me that, hey, you know that guy's actually white, right? So I looked him up online and I found out that he's been in a ton of shows like The Blacklist, which is on NBC. And I, I looked him up and I saw a current picture of him and I know exactly who he played. He played like a really sketchy lawyer. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of movies, a lot of like Law and Order he's type in the Grand shows. Budapest Hotel. Exactly. <laughs> but this guy is not Indian at all. Um, and if you were to do this now, uh, and have a white guy play an Indian guy, it, it would not happen. It would be a, it would be super racist. Uh, it would be it would be something that just would not be done because people would be saying, well, why don't you have like an Indian person play this role? And it was just it, I don't, I don't know why, man. It was just something that it just surprised me. I I had no idea that this guy was not Indian, and it was very it's a, it's shocked the hell out of me. I was shocked too. I had no idea, and it's like a guy I've seen before. I don't know yeah. his name, but he's one of like those guys that you know the face. Right. And you've seen him in a ton of stuff. He was never the main character. He was always like the boss. Exactly. He was like this, like a character actor. You know what I mean? And, and Ren, but before I told you this, you, did you know about it or no? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. I, guess cool. You're you fucking, keep, you keep up to date on your short circuit. Characters. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. Like, no, I, how I do you keep know up this? to date with like wild problematic things like. Mickey Rudy, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, that was a wild problematic character. But I didn't know what I don't remember Breakfast at Tiffany's that well. What what the hell's the deal with that? Oh, if you just Google Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, Mickey Rooney, that is a white man with like stuff tucked in his upper lip so he could play a Japanese character, and it's like overtly racist. Oh shit! Yeah, I am looking no. at this. Wow, that's a problem. Yeah, wild problematic. So even though the Whoa. internet wasn't around, see. oh it my was still God. wild problematic. It was just like yo, that's Mickey Rooney. That definitely is Mickey Rooney. Look. Yeah. 
That's, oh, yeah. That's crazy playing an Asian person. Wow. I would have never thought about oh, that. White people can do anything. Stop. They set their minds to. But, 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 isn't it, but isn't it funny how much we've changed as, as, a, as a, just people? Like how different that is? Yeah. Back then, it was like, oh, he's playing an Asian person. Fine, we get it. He's playing an Indian person. We get it. Now, so problematic. Like yeah, it's, We weren't socially conscious back oh, then man like, especially because we're like well they bombed pearl harbor so we're gonna put a white guy in that role and if it's problematic whatever you know what's funny though it's like i go back and and, and i'm not saying that i have a i gotta be very careful in how i say this mm-hmm. and and i and, and i'm trying to I, I don't know whatever i'm just gonna say it because it's the only way i know how to say it and i hope i'm not offending anybody and i don't mean to but it's like when I watch Short Circuit, that movie, I love that movie. And that okay. ca- that character is great. And when I watched that as a kid, I thought that that guy was an Indian of Indian descent. They put like contacts on they, his eyes They and did. They, they must have like put makeup on him to make it look he was like a, a darker skin or the guy just went tanning a lot, you know. But I'm just saying like they... He looks darker than he does now in roles that he's played. He does. He visibly, like, it's undeniable when you look at the character in the movie and him now. Mm -hmm. Like, he has a different skin tone. So they definitely made some, like, alterations to the way that he looked. They gave him a a different hairstyle. He obviously worked on the Indian accent to get that down, which I think he nailed. But, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. And I, and I, and I think that's why it was so surprising to me. And I think it's because we would never, you would never see something like that done today. Right. So to, to figure out today on a whim, just on this, on a side note that the guy was white, I was like, wait, what? And I went back and looked at him and I was like, holy shit. And this Mickey Rooney shit. Yeah. You <laughs> that's didn't... fucking my, my, my wife, one of my wife's favorite movies is breakfast at Tiffany's. I've oh watched it God. twice. I didn't even think that was Mickey Rooney because I never really paid much attention to oh, it. Yeah. And then you, once you realize it and watch it again, you're like, that's so problematic, but it's, it's great. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like how much have we changed as a, as like, you know, uh, as people to actually notice those differences and notice like what we were doing was kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Ben like, Jabri was a skinny Jewish boy. What? That's yep. insane. From Chicago. <laughs> From Chicago. <laughs> you know what's funny is they actually uh, we we watched a couple of clips at work today mm-hmm. just to kind of like go back and be like, holy shit. They asked him in the movie. They go, oh, so where are you from? And he says some city. And then they were like, no, but where are you? Like, where is your family from? And he goes, oh, my family he goes. Yeah. And he goes, Pittsburgh. But he has an Indian accent. So they they almost like make fun of that in the movie. Yeah. But Pittsburgh still doesn't make sense. But we laugh about it. It's like that shit would not fly. Nope. You know, but going back and looking at Short Circuit, I I love the movie, but holy shit, I didn't see that coming today. That was like a fucking mind blowing. You said moment. that, and it reminded me of the the Bobby Caldwell people not knowing he was white either. Which was what was that about? What? They... So he sings like a very soulful song. It's like I came back to hurt you now, and then like <laughs> you watch the video, and you're like, oh, that's clearly like a and. You know, a more soulful singer than, nope, skinny white dude. Skinny white dude who looks like a hippie. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I don't know. I just thought that was a fun fact for those of you out there who are fans of Short Circuit and did not know that. Uh, Cool if you did. Well, I guess I'm stupid and just I'm not in the loop. 
But that was that was, <laughs> was a mind blowing moment so today. Stupid. Oh, it's wicked stupid. But I uh, but whatever. It it was something surprising to me today. So why not mention it on the podcast? Anyway, well, uh, next week Cooley will be back. That pretty much does it for us uh, this week on the Red Beard Podcast. Uh, I think that does it. Jim, you good? Uh, I'm Jim Rock. Make sure to have your significant others spayed and neutered. Yep, and uh, you you wave to everybody. Uh, uh, Ren, you good over there? I'm totally good. Good. All right, we're good. We're good. good. All right, uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Peace. Bye.